It's the Field of Vision podcast with your host, Jordan Eisen. How's it going, everybody? And welcome into the Field of Vision podcast. This week, I'm shifting over from football to baseball, probably only for a week. But when I was trying to think of an episode to like ideas for this episode, for football, I couldn't think of anything. Like, sure, I can tell you I really like Salvin Ahmed. Um, I think Derek Carr is good-ish. To all, all three of the rookies, Tua, Herbert, Burrow, they're all great. Um, and then other than that, like I can't think of much content for this week. I don't know why. There's a lot going on, but none of it was very interesting for the style of show that I usually do, where I just uh, like find a summary thing to wrap up from the prior week. Just nothing really happened. I watched the Cardinals. Bill's game, it was amazing. I, there wasn't just anything that really seemed right. So um, today, I'll even though we're in uh, prime f- fantasy football, will you make the playoffs time? I'll be talking about baseball. Um, if you do have questions about football, I guess please reach out to me on Instagram or Twitter at FOV underscore sports. You can also email me at field division sports at gmail.com and yeah so if you have fantasy questions ask me there but today's podcast will be about baseball so if you follow me on instagram you saw already that i had a post about my top 10 targets um of course they're very in the beginning stages so they'll change a lot by the time the season actually comes around but for right now on November 20th it it Nelson Cruz is my number one target and we don't know what team he's going to be on we don't know if he's going to be playing baseball but if he's on a team pretty much as long as it's not the Giants maybe okay so uh Giants field is always known as a huge pitcher's park but that wasn't really the case in 2020 so maybe not even the Giants uh, Petco Park in San Diego is usually bad for hitters, but the like surround the supporting cast if he goes there would be so awesome. I really don't see any as long as he doesn't retire. If Nelson Cruz is still going at sixty nine ADP come draft season, I don't see how he's not in my top three or five targets because he is so good. Go to his Statcast page; everything is red everything and he is however old 41 I don't even know but it doesn't seem to matter um until he really shows some regression fine I'll spend a 70 uh, a pick 70 I'll spend that on the risk that he might show signs of age this year but it hasn't happened yet and you're getting big enough of a discount to pay for that now number two Someone who I just kind of can't quit, Nicholas Castellanos. So it's not really accurate to say, but he seemed, I, I really think going into, if we played out all 162 games of what could have been, uh, of what would have been um, 
the like a true 2020 season. I think Castellanos, um, his batting average would have gone way up. So he ended the year at 225, which is crazy, especially considering his XBA was 273. If we play all 162 games in 2021, I don't see how he goes below a 270 average. I mean, of course it happened this year, so it could happen. But a 270 average seems like a really safe statement for Castellanos, who's like made his name on batting average. And now that he's out of Detroit and in Cincinnati once again, he'll get homers. He hit 14 this year, but if you look at his splits, he started off so hot. And honestly, I think that's closer to what his reality is than his second half when he kind of was slumping. Um, And you're getting him at pick 88, so that's pretty nice. This next one is definitely more about the value than the player to me because I'm not a big fan of Jorge Soler, but he was going at like pick 60 heading into 2020, and then he did fine, and now he's going at pick 131. Like, sure, his batting average was 244. It was 228. His XBA was 224. But he still, when he makes contact, he makes some of the, his barrel rate is among the best in the league. Top 1%. 2019, it was top 2%. So that just seems like a change that will stick. And his exit velocity is crazy high. His launch angle is what you want to see from a guy with that type of uh, quality of contact. And then his XBA, like, yeah, 2019 was an outlier with 278. But if I get a guy who will hit mid-30s or low-40s home runs, like, let's say his stat line reads 38 home runs, 240 average. I'm not upset with that at, at, um, two, at ADP 131. Like, that's very worth it. He won't get steals. He'll get some runs in RBI because he's going to bat in the middle of that lineup. Maybe Alberto Mondesi breaks out and is always in scoring position because he just always steals. With Merrifield still there, it, it's mainly about the... Um, Mainly about the value, but he's really good. Um, next up, Steven Strasburg. He, of course, got injured once again, and that's always been the case with him. One good season, one injury season, another good season, another injury season, over and over and over. So, I mean, just looking at patterns, he should have a good season this next year. And... I mean, that's a horrible thing to say because, of course, like just that pattern of good, bad, good, bad, good, bad won't continue forever. But it's more just saying he was good in 2019. He pitched like so little. He pitched, let's see, um, five innings in 2020. And so if you just kind of, he's one year removed, sure, he's one year older as well, but he's like, he's good enough. We know that. And if he stays healthy, even if he's not in that 2019, almost Cy Young range, 
then he'll still be a good value at pick 73. I think it'll go up as we get more news about Steven Strasburg looks really good at spring training. He has, he looks like he did in 2019. His ADP will go up, but for now, assuming it stays at 73, I love him at that price. Next up is Charlie Morton. This is a really interesting one to me because I was a really big fan of Charlie Morton heading into 2020, and he was really bad. Um, Before the season, of course, the main concern is he's old. And so when his velocity was down from like his typical 94, 95 to like 91 at its lowest sometimes, that was really, really, really scary because you don't want to see that from him. But after his injury, his velocity, especially in the playoffs, was pretty much back to normal. His control wasn't great, but we did see in the playoffs he was fine. He he might not be his um, 2019-2018, like his superstar Charlie Morton days, but he's definitely still decent if the velocity is truly sustainable. Um, and at pick 141, 141. We don't know if he'll be on the raise, so that will contribute to this rank a little bit. But he should still be a good-ish pitcher. And at 141, you're drafting guys that just flat out aren't good. Um, or at least have very little chance of being good. But I think Charlie Martin has a pretty good chance of being good. Um, next up, the next five are Dom Smith, Mikey Stremski, Anthony Rendon, Alex Bregman, and Corbin Burns. So those are some very interesting 2020 breakout names right there. And I'll talk about them when we get back from this ad. All right. So let's talk about some of these 2020 breakouts. Um, so my number six target is Dom Smith. Um, Robinson Cano got suspended, I think, yesterday, and that kind of frees up the DH spot for the Mets, which was crowded and kind of put Dom Smith's playing time into question. But now that Cano's out, it's fairly certain that uh, Dom Smith will play every day. So his ADP will go up. But let's say it hits 75 or something. He might not be on this target list, definitely not at number six, but I still see that as a good value because he was legit, like great in 2020. It's a small sample size, of course, and it's hard to say how much that really matters because, I mean, it was just 60 games. People have hot 60 game streaks all the time. So it is hard to say, but... At, I guess right now at pick 100, it's worth the gamble on that 2020 hot streak that he was on because also it looked legit. Like StatCast numbers aren't completely reliable. They also show like if a guy is bad and just gets hot for 60 games, his StatCast numbers will also be good. His StatCast numbers don't indicate if he's actually a good baseball player or not. They just indicate how well he's hitting the ball. 
And so you can just go on a hot streak where you hit the ball really well for 60 games and that makes your stack cast numbers look good too. And that could be what happened to Dom Smith, but he was legit. Like I think he'll stay great into um it, it, it he'll stay great heading into 2021. And we also saw a little bit of him being great in not great of him being good in that like small role in 2019. Next up is Mike Yastrzemski, and he's pretty similar to Dom Smith. His season actually was better than Dom Smith, but he didn't have the stack cast to really back it up. But there are these guys that like have bad stack cast numbers but are good. Um, at some point, it might backfire. I think those are the more likely people to backfire. Um, and like it shows that they're overperforming their real statistics and maybe the Patrick Corbin thing will happen to Yaz, but he'll still get steals and he'll still hit homers and you're getting that at pick 111. Like, of course he'll have less steals than Mondesi or like VR, but you're getting him cheaper and he'll hit for better average than those two guys and definitely more homers and probably more runs and RBI, maybe not because he tends to lead off. Um, the giants might mess with that a little bit, but he'll get okay. Counting stats, um, actually pretty good counting stats because wherever he bats, whether it's a lead off or cleanup or second or wherever they want to put him, he'll, he's going to be at, at the top of that lineup. So, He'll get good counting stats, good homers, good steals, and a okay average. He hit almost 300 in 2020. He hit 297. I don't think that's going to happen. But if he hits figure 270, 280, at pick 111, that is so worth it. So maybe he'll go up too, but... At that point, it's a really good value. Um, Next up is kind of the opposite of Yaz and Dom Smith. Just someone we know who is solid. And I just don't understand why he's going so late. Um, And that is Anthony Rendon. We know he's really good. And he just like is. We know that. He's kind of like Nolan Arenado with more walks, less hits, which isn't good for Roto, but it's still fine. But Nolan Arenado has, when he was like true Nolan Arenado, not this uh, new version of him, but when at his peak, which I think Anthony Rendon is at, or at least similar to, he's going top 10. And Anthony Rendon is going 33. I get that pitchers have been pushed up because of scarcity and that there's some really exciting hitters, but at some point you really just need to go with safety. And like, what's the difference between what Freddie Freeman did this season and what Anthony Rendon could do next season, or what Freddie Freeman has always been and what Anthony Rendon is most likely to be? Like, he has a safe floor, and I think he has 
a higher upside than what he's credited because why couldn't he just have a Freddie Freeman get hot streak and be amazing? And he's got Trout, Otani. Well, Otani maybe isn't that great, but he's going to hit at the top of a good lineup, a strong top of the lineup, I guess I should say. And maybe they'll bring in Springer or um, probably not Springer, sorry, but uh, Rio Muto or something. They're always big favorites for free agent guys. And I think Anthony Rendon will maybe get some help for his counting stats. Always hit a good average, always hit good homers. He's solid. He only hit nine homers in 2020. But if I had to bet, I would definitely say he hits closer to probably 35, 30 in 2021 and put that with a good average, great counting stats, and his safety. He's worth the pick in the 30s that he is at. Next up, similar type of story, Alex Bregman. He's going at pick 29 right now, and he just slumped for 60 games. We saw this from Christian Yelich and Cody Bellinger, and I could go on and on, but it's just as easy as it is to get hot in 60 games. It's also easy to slump for 60 games, and I think that's the case with Bregman. I don't know how much cheating really helped the Astros. I just think Bregman's a good player, and maybe cheating helped him out a little but then shouldn't he be going at like pick 15 instead of pick seven or something like that? He's really good. I think just think he slumped kind of like um, how Yelich is going at pick like 12 instead of pick two. It's just so much bigger of a discount for Bregman. And I'm not saying that Bregman and Yelich are the same person. Because Yelich is has that new level with steals added to it. But disregarding steals, they're pretty similar to me. Like if you take out steals, if you say um Yelich will get five steals in 2021, are you picking him at pick 30? Because I don't think so. And that's what the case is with Alex Bregman. And I don't understand it. And I think he has better counting stats than uh, Yelich as well. So I think he deserves more respect than going at 26, 29. There's really no stack cast backing it up. He was just bad in 2020. But so is Yelich. So is Bellinger. It can really happen to anyone. And if he had a normal Alex Bregman 2020, I think he'd be going at about pick 10. And you're getting 20 picks discount just because of a bad 20 game and uh, 60 game season. And lastly, Corbin Burns. I don't know if this is just because I had him on all my fantasy teams and got to watch him dominate and bring my teams to the fantasy playoffs, but he was really, 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 really good in 2020. Of course, it could just be a hot streak, but look at the stuff. Like, he has some of the craziest spin rates and velocity do tandems in the league. He's just really, he's filthy. He, he might be 
one of the filthiest pitchers. His control is a little suspect. Um, he has a little bit of a walks problem. But if that walks problem didn't exist, I think he'd be going top 40. But you're getting him at 60. It's kind of like the Alex Bregman thing where he's just being discounted too much. Um, he has so many pitches. They're all really good. It's really insane. His slider is probably one of the best pitches in the league. It's a small sample size and all, especially more so since you're breaking it down into pitch type. But he had a 60% whiff rate on his on his slider in 2020. Um, he also had a 58% whiff rate on his slider in 2019. It just, ah, he's so good. And if he can put it together like he did in the home stretch of 2020, he's going to be a top five pitcher. Pitcher. He he was really up there for for a prolonged stretch in 2020, and I think that can happen again in 2021. Just his stat cast is so good. His pitch mix is amazing, and 60 is pretty early for a guy we've only seen for really a matter of weeks be great. But in addition to those few weeks that he was great, we know that he has filthy stuff. So. He's, I, I have confidence that he's really good and he will be worth that um, 60 overall pick. That's all I've got for today. And really just keep in mind, don't come back to this list in March when you're drafting. It will be completely different by then. It's just kind of a fun thing to think about at this time and gives us something to track in the off season. Um, if you have fantasy questions, you can message me at fielddivisionsports at gmail.com or on Instagram or Twitter at FOV underscore sports. I'll talk to you next time. But until then, Eisen out.